Miracy. Marketing can get really confusing when we're kind of looking externally. So that's why it's really important to reconnect to yourself, reconnect to your reason why you're even starting this business, right? Hello, I'm Katie Valentine, and you're listening to Soul Savvy Business. I am a soul-minded spiritual entrepreneur, a Christian minister, and a New Testament scholar. But don't let any of that scare you. I support all paths to the divine, and I use tools such as chakras, dreams, and intuition to get there. On this podcast, we explore the intersection of business and spirituality. What do I mean by that? Too often, we separate our business selves from our spiritual selves, but in doing that, we don't leverage the full potential of either one. This series aims to help you fall in love with your own soul so that you can live your most fulfilling and successful life. On today's episode, I'll be talking with the social media marketing expert and business coach who helps people gain followers by following their own intuition. But first... In every episode, I offer a tip around abundance and your spiritual journey. This is your tip for today. We have to do our money mindset homework. I am pretty good about money mindset. I show my clients how to cultivate a money mindset of abundance, rewriting old beliefs, and setting an expectation for ethical abundance. But recently, I was in a workshop around money mindset, thinking I probably didn't need it all that much, but what the heck, why not? I went ahead and attended. And I was floored. There was a lot that came up for me around money, not around abundance specifically, but around money. And it was the golden reminder to me that our money mindset is really never, ever done. That's because we have layers of old beliefs. We work through one layer and it feels so, so freeing. And then we might think, I've got this. And we do. You've worked through something incredible and it really is freeing. But just when you think that that's all there is and you freed everything, there's another layer right underneath it. And that layer is a pattern, maybe a deep-seated belief, or an old wound that's ready to be brought to the surface and healed. However this looks for you, the invitation for abundance is to do the money mindset homework, even when, and maybe especially when, we don't feel like we need it. For me, I've created a library for myself, not to be obsessive about it, but to be mindful and to always be on the lookout for that old belief or the pattern that is ready for transformation. My guest today is Caitlin Durning. She is the owner and creative director of Meraki Media. She is obsessed with all things Instagram, and she believes that when it comes to marketing your business, you know best, even if you don't realize that yet. Welcome to the show, Caitlin. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. I'm curious, Caitlin, did anything resonate with you in the abundance tip on just keeping on top of money mindset? Oh my gosh, absolutely. Even this morning, I'm challenged with another money mindset, you know, thing that tends to come up. So 
I think you said it perfectly, you know, we're always evolving and adapting our beliefs, even if some people might think we have it all together, you know, from the outside, we all have our own beliefs underneath the surface. Can you share what the thing was, or maybe the broad category of whatever it was that came up for you? Absolutely. You know, right when school comes back, we are super busy at Meraki. It's our busy season. And then during the holidays, things tend to slow down a little. Um, So I was looking back at my year last year and how much panic that brought up for me. Like, oh my gosh, are we bringing on new clients constantly? Are we growing? Are we continuing to bring in new leads? And this year I just reminded myself like, hey, we're ready to accept this. And it's so funny when you start to move through that belief. You know, I believe that the universe really does have our backs at times. Um, And I ended up signing a client this morning. So it's so funny now when you can shift out of that, how fast you can start to attract what you actually want. Totally. And, you know, for me, it was probably about a month ago. And it was that really classic book, Overcoming Under Earning. And there's like a list in the chapter one or two of the book to check off, like, do you have these beliefs? And I was kind of amazed at how many were there and they weren't on fire. They were kind of like a cool iceberg, but they were still there. And so I was like, oh, I need to melt all of these. So yeah, completely. Yes. I think that that's a part of the healing. You know, it's like, how fast can I bounce back from this rather than I call it my thought rabbit holes where I'll get stuck in that, you know, and then I just continue to attract that negative or that non-outcome that I'm looking for. Yeah, yeah, completely. We have to build our library and our resilience for money mindset all the time. Well, Caitlin, I'm curious, how would you describe whatever it is you consider to be the divine? What word or words do you use for that? That's such a great question. You know, I like to use things, words like intuition, alignment, For me, it's so much more than just even spirituality, you know, of maybe people that have passed on in my life that I really feel like are my guides. It's really about that connection to ourselves because the more I connected with myself, the more I was able to connect with so many other people around me. And it felt even, you know, connect to the higher self and those higher guides. It really just comes down to that trust within ourselves. And if we can learn to trust that, I think we're able to build trust elsewhere in our relationships. But I would definitely say intuitive alignment for the most part. Is that the actual word you use for divine or like guides and intuitive alignment? Like kind of when you're thinking about it? Yeah. So I guess I would say probably guides would be the word that I tend to use, especially because when I was 15, I lost my dad. So I just constantly feel guided by him in general. And that's probably from some of my own like younger conditioning years. But I find that the angels tend to lead me where I'm meant to be, you know, and I want my clients to have that same sense of safety. I think it brings a lot of peace, especially when we're talking about something like business that can bring up so many beliefs and worries and concerns, you know, along the way. Yeah, thank you for sharing that. And I do a lot of meditations around guides and angels, and I personally see them as part of a whole. So I'm I'm very comfortable with language like God and divine as well. But like there's this whole host ready to assist us. Yes. Oh, my gosh. I couldn't agree more. Absolutely. Words like God I will use in my personal life as well. And of course, my clients okay with using that. 
I find that we can vibe off of that language, but I try to feel out how they feel, you know, because I think that there's so many words for these wonderful beings (laughs) and energies, you know, whatever feels aligned for them, it tends to, you know, be the same type of thing. Well, tell us a little bit about your religious upbringing or your spiritual upbringing. What was that like for you? Oh yeah, absolutely. So What's funny is that I was not traditionally brought up in church. My grandfather was very religious, and I would go to church with him on Sundays here and there uh, when I was very young. But most of my spirituality came from nature. My mom and my dad were very fluid with their religion. So my mom would say things like, you know, we go out in nature to pray. This is where we can heal. This is where we can learn about the cycle of life. And you know, what our purpose is. So she was huge on that. So, I mean, it sounds like you grew up, you know, with some exposure to traditional religious services, but it really sounds like you grew up in this kind of spiritual, but not religious household and mindset. Absolutely. Yeah. Perfectly said. Yeah. Has anything changed for you over the years? I would say that connection's only grown stronger for me. It's so funny because my boyfriend actually grew up going to Catholic school So he comes from a very, you know, Catholicism driven uh, family, which is amazing because I've learned so much from being with him about the Bible and like all these things that I never knew anything about. So I would say I'm definitely exploring that. But for the most part, my spirituality tends to be grounded and rooted in nature and that trust within nature and that cycle for the most part. And it sounds like even with the loss of your father at at a really tender age, I'm not sensing a big crisis moment or a big loss of faith or spirituality. No, yeah, I would say, you know, for the most part, that only made it stronger for me. I've actually done a lot of, you know, healing work around that situation uh, because it was pretty traumatic at the time. But now when I think about him and when I speak to him, I really see him as a guide. So Frequently, you know, I'll get little signs, especially right after he passed, we would like smell his cologne, like so strong. My mom and I would smell it at the same time. And I always found that very comforting instead of scary. So I tend to lean into those types of situations when they occur and allow them to play out and maybe give me a sign, you know, or actually physically guide me if that's what they're feeling called to do. Oh, that's so beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. Of course. Yeah. Thank you. So have your spiritual beliefs or maybe your spiritual practices ever influenced the way that you think or feel about money and abundance? Oh, a hundred (laughs) percent. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I can share a few examples if you would like. Oh, yes. Yeah. So Especially when I first started my business, I was about 21, 22 years old, like fresh out of college. I was working for a local nonprofit previously, and that's where the social media management business was created. I was able to launch a great giveaway for them, and we actually took them to half a million followers uh, within a month of this campaign. Oh, my gosh. It was a crazy experience, you know, definitely spiritual experience for myself. I had no clue that something like this could come about, you know. So once we had that success, it was like, okay, what can I do to help more people? And I really came in with this masculine mindset around business, which I want to make very clear is not a negative term as I'm using it. It's more of this forceful nature that I was approaching business with little feminine energy. 
I hadn't really understood what that meant in business before. So I was pushy when it came to sales, you know, pushy when it came to numbers. And this is going back, you know, around five years ago now. And I never felt fully connected to my business. It always felt like a separate entity. But funny enough, I was able to align my identity to that masculine type of approach to business. And it had spilled over to a lot of other areas of my life. And it brought up a lot of scarcity in my money mindset specifically. So, you know, I'm living in my mom's basement and I'm like, how am I going to make the next dollar, you know, to get out of here eventually? So there was a lot of beliefs that I had to unpack there. But funny enough, it really wasn't until 2020 where I dove in headfirst and really started changing the way I approach business, the way I approach people in general, um, and also marketing as a whole. And how can we start to attract instead of feel pushy and really just allow people to see our energy and approach that energy with love and light instead of this, you know, making the next sale money and really stressful energies. How was your spirituality kind of a factor in that and that shift from masculine energy to incorporating feminine energy. And I I definitely didn't hear it as a negative, right? We need both kinds of energies to make it, but just when one gets maybe too overtaxed. Oh yeah, absolutely. It was like exhausting, you know, looking back. Like I had no peace whatsoever. And I would definitely say that's a huge example of like me being completely disconnected to my spirituality. I would say I was still aligned to my intuition because I was still following what I was being called to do, you know, and starting my business. But my spirituality was little to none. My connection with my body was little to none as well. So in 2020 was really when I had actually gotten diagnosed with PTSD just around the trauma of my situation in my childhood. And my body was actually physically getting sick. So I had extremely high blood pressure at, you know, 24 years old. And I was like, what is going on here? You know, (laughs) why is this happening? And that was a direct relation to what you said, you know, just completely ignoring my body. And that was when I realized, okay, I have to get back in touch with my body so that I can continue to become, you know, this spiritual being that I wanted to grow to. Um, And that really was my first step into getting back in touch with myself. So just like we have to be on top of our money mindset, we have to be on top of kind of our spirit mindset and our body mindset and the way we think about it, that all impacts our spirituality and our abundance and our businesses. So thank you for highlighting that. And I'm so sorry all of that happened, but it sounded like it was also the catalyst that you needed. Oh, 100%. Yeah, I see it as a complete blessing. Well, Caitlin, tell us a little bit about Meraki. What is it that you do and who do you serve? Oh, yeah, absolutely. So... I like to say that I serve, uh, you know, empathic, intuitive entrepreneurs to help them really reconnect with their business. So showing up and creating their, you know, marketing just becomes second nature. And out of my own experience, coming from that masculine place that I was sharing about earlier versus where I am now, the content just flows through me. You know, it's it's not even like a thought. It doesn't feel like any pressure. I might be walking my puppy sometime, you know, and I have a download about a podcast that I should record or, you know, a person that I should connect with. Like it can really impact every area of our lives. 
especially our business, when we can harness that correctly. So that's what I help my clients do for the most part. Um, And yeah, you know, showing up online in that authentic manner that really feels okay with them and where they are in their journey. Because I'm also aware that everybody's at a different place in business, you know? So if they're early on, those tend to be my really bread and butter, you know, consulting, coaching clients. They're a little bit further down the line. Um, They may also be involved with my first business that I mentioned, which is that Instagram management. So we do direct messaging for our clients. Um, We help them figure out their ideal clients online, how to show up, as I mentioned, in that intuitive manner. So that's a pretty big um, umbrella, but that's what we do here at Meraki. So it sounds like you have this direct connection to source and you let that flow through you to create dynamic marketing for your clients. Thank you so much for saying that. <laughs> that, sounds, that sounds amazing. Thank you so much. That's, that sounds beautifully how you said it. And, you know, I'm, I'm honored and that is how I feel about it. Right. Well, this sounds like a wonderful opportunity to maybe talk about marketing because it's such a scary word for so many entrepreneurs. So maybe you can just talk about how you define marketing, what that is for you, and how you help people get to a better place around that. Absolutely. You know, so what I like to say that marketing is really how we or our business is showing up or being shared with the world. What is that message? What are they walking away with at the end of, you know, listening to this podcast? And how are they digesting how we're coming across online, you know, through our blog. Marketing can be so many different things through our websites. But yeah, that's really how I would define it. And we just have so much information coming in. We're overwhelmed with how much is being thrown at us, especially early on. We're being sold a lot of things, you know. We haven't maybe found our community or our people to lean on yet. Um, And marketing can get really confusing when we're kind of looking externally. So. That's why it's really important to reconnect to yourself, reconnect to your reason why you're even starting this business, right? Making sure that it's aligned for you in the long run. So some of my clients are in the middle of a pivot and they find that their marketing is just super complicated. But once we simplify to the reason why they're doing this, it's it's very easy to talk to that past version of ourselves or that person that's maybe just two or three steps behind us that we can really help pull, you know, to where we are currently. Right. So marketing is really just helping people see what you do, right? In an authentic way. Absolutely. Tell us a little bit too about the intuitive coaching that you do. Is that built into the social media management and the marketing coaching or is it something different and separate? Yeah. So they can really play well off of one another. So for example, we're doing a marketing coaching with a client that I just signed and we're also doing management for her. So it depends on what the client's needs are, um, of course, but they do play well. So the coaching tends to be, you know, weekly calls, that accountability, that space where we can just actually brainstorm. I find so many of us solo entrepreneurs or entrepreneurs in general feel lonely, you know, with what we do. It's like, We don't have that camaraderie. We don't have that community in the office or even online with teams. Sometimes that takes us years to develop. Um, And we don't always want to share, right, all of those struggles that may be going on in our business. So this space is really a place for us to talk through all of that 
And how can we come back and really get things back on track for our clients? So it pairs well together. But yeah, it's definitely for that business owner that's maybe looking to find their footing or accelerate their growth, but just doesn't have anybody to bounce ideas off of that they can trust, you know? I know you're a big proponent of us following our own intuitive guidance when it comes to marketing. What experiences actually led you in that direction? Yeah. So I would definitely say that first experience that I had launching that Instagram giveaway. You know, I remember looking at the back end of the Instagram account of this nonprofit. We had just launched the campaign. And I mean, I have never seen insights like this before. We're reaching 13 million people, you know, in a day. Uh, We had people at the local nonprofit calling from all over the world that wanted to, you know, fundraise for this local Philadelphia nonprofit. And it started to make me see the good in other people, you know, the fact that people really wanted to help. And I had never seen that amount of love in one area on an online platform and that they were also feeling loved by us as a team, which continued to drive the campaign. So that was really the first time I realized, wow, like this energetic exchange is something's happening here. And that was really unique. And then the more I got into business and I went through my masculine moment, you know, and I'm trying to redefine what my feminine side of business is in 2020, I was also in therapy and I started to see like spirits, you know, for a lack of a better term. It was like I, my guides were literally coming to me and guiding me through this spiritual process. So that was really when I started to see like, okay, if I can tap into this and I can tap into this in a way that feels good for me, then everything will start to flow. You know, money is just energy. These relationships are just energy. And it helped me simplify the process, a process that had seemed extremely complicated for me uh, in my first two years of business. That was wonderful. Thank you. So. One thing I've been hearing more and more about in business and in marketing is that rather than these cookie cutter processes or the roadmaps or the blueprints, all of which can be really, really helpful, but finding what resonates on an intuitive level is kind of a secret to marketing that maybe most people don't realize. Do you see that as the future of marketing? Is there a trend in that direction or are you, are you striking off on your own? Oh, you know, I'm a firm believer that It is all going to be, you know, intuitive connection eventually. (laughs) Everything will be, you know, not just marketing. Every single piece of our lives will come down to this innate trust, you know, with ourselves, with our guides, with universe. And I find that it's actually happening a lot faster than I would have projected, to be honest, Uh, which I think speaks a lot to the consciousness that we all have, you know, as a whole, which is actually beautiful to see. This is something that I used to play around with at the start of my business. I actually didn't want to give people a blueprint of what worked well for me, especially with that giveaway. You know, I knew we had processes, but I didn't want to promise them, you know, anything when it came to marketing because it's an extremely difficult thing to promise, right? If the message isn't resonating, then no one will come. It's just the way it is. You know, if we trust ourselves, we trust in our content, we trust in our clients and our community that we've built, we can build anything from that. It's just that trust and not letting that fear take over. So 
I work with business owners and entrepreneurs as well. Marketing is not my area of expertise. So this is super exciting for me. But one thing I hear a lot is that, you know, that just doesn't resonate. That doesn't align with my values. And when that's true, we need to, we need to make a shift. But sometimes I hear those statements made because people are in a state of fear. They're actually barriers. It's not that people aren't aligned. It's that they're scared of the marketing or they're scared to take the next step. And I'm curious if you run into that too, and maybe how you help people navigate the difference between true intuition and fear. Oh, I love this question. I love this question so much because obviously, like you said, it can be totally used as a defense mechanism. You know, we're like, whoa, yikes, that feels scary. And that person or client that we may be working with may also be not be aware, you know, that it's an actual fear. They might truthfully believe that it is their intuition. Um, And I can relate to this because I have totally felt this. I'm sure all of us on some level have. Oh, yeah. Hand raised. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So what I like to say is that's why it's so important that we work with our clients for longer periods of time. Because that intuitive connection takes time to build. It's kind of like a muscle. So the more we build that muscle, the more we lean into that. And I find that if there's scarcity coming up, you know, in some of our conversations, there's normally a conversation or a piece of that that we just haven't touched upon yet. And it always ends up coming out at some point with my clients. But what I may come back with them and say, you know, where is this coming up in your body? Because they tend to normally feel this intuitive ping, you know, in the same location in their body over and over again. Of course, everybody's different. So take or leave what I'm saying if it's not resonating with you. But that fear for me, my whole body tends to get tense, right? Like I feel it in my shoulders, in my neck. And that's not really what I might say is intuitive connection, right? I'm, that's not my ping of my intuition. That's my fear. So now I'm aware if I'm getting that tighten in my back, it's like, okay, let's sit with this for a minute. I find a lot of business owners as well are full steam ahead, right? Because that scarcity is coming in. It's like, we've got to make that money. We've got to make it now. We've got to get out of this situation. But in reality, we just need to slow down and figure out, okay, Is this the fear or is this the intuition, like we said at the beginning? But a lot of that just comes with the peace of understanding and really tuning in to who we are. That's where it can really get confusing. But of course, slowing down on that level in today's society takes time naturally. Oh, that's so great. So yeah, you're helping bust through fears and actually develop intuition that will help them with their marketing. So that's that's gorgeous. What would you say has been your biggest challenge as an entrepreneur? Oh my gosh, so many. (laughs) Naturally. I would say, you know, the constant uphill battle used to seem really scary for me. I remember when I first got into therapy and I, I met with my therapist and I was like, I have another belief I need to unpack today. You know, it's like, great, what is it next? And I just had to learn if I was going to look at my life, you know, and the lessons that I had in my life as this amazing opportunity for evolution and growth at my age, couldn't I look at these same beliefs that way, you know, and change my mindset around this quote unquote uphill battle of entrepreneurship? Because it doesn't have to be, it can actually be neutral. It doesn't have to be this constant roller coaster that a lot of us tend to be on. 
So yeah, it really just came back for me to getting back to that neutral space and learning to appreciate every day as it comes, even if that day is really challenging. But that was definitely the biggest piece where I was like, hmm, maybe I should start applying for jobs, you know? (laughs) Wouldn't it be easier rather than diving deeper into, you know, I call it my naked mole rat self where I just pull all the beliefs down and I have to look at myself, (laughs) you know? (laughs) Like, what is this bringing up for us kind of moment? (laughs) Oh, Naked mole rat is my new favorite <laughs> metaphor now for this process. Yes, this process of excavating. Um, but I love that you made a decision to be neutral. I think that's really a fantastic kind of decision that every entrepreneur can make. Like, I'm not going to be on the roller coaster. Even if, like, on paper it looks like a roller coaster, you can actually make the choice to be neutral. And that's empowered. Yeah. Super empowered. Yeah, Katie, I love that. And I didn't even know that that was a possibility. You know, I was so controlled by this, uh, like separation from my body. It felt like, oh, my emotions are just going to control me, you know, around this situation with business. And once I realized like, oh no, I can actually work through that emotion in my body and then just kind of move on with my day. It doesn't have to completely derail things. Once I realized that level of consciousness was obtainable, in today's world. And all it would take was some work to get there. It was like, this is an opportunity for me. What's your go-to practice for getting yourself back on track? So I love meditation. Um, Another thing that I have absolutely been in love with recently is breath work. So for example, this weekend, you know, there was some drama just with friends and I felt my body starting to get overwhelmed. You know, I get a little worked up. My blood starts pumping a little more. And I just remember to take a deep breath, come back to the present moment, remind myself that I'm safe and I can take care of this situation, whatever occurs, rather than reacting off of an emotion. And that has brought me the most sense of peace. But the meditation is actually what helped me work through a lot of those thoughts And how does the breath work support you? So for me, it became about, okay, I can work through this emotion, right? And the breath work gives me that space. And it also allows, I think, you know, cellularly to be able to get more oxygen to the brain. We all tend to breathe really shy breaths just out of conditioning. But when we can get it all through our bodies, it really can have a huge impact on our health. I actually just heard a study the other day that people that do breath work are like positioned to live 10 or 15 years longer than people that don't. Caitlin's practice of breath work is really, really powerful. In my own spiritual journey, I have found breath work to be the quickest and the easiest way to change my energy at a moment's notice. One thing I love about breath work is it's with me wherever I go. I always have my breath. Let me show you a tool that I teach to my clients for a quick breath exercise. And you can use this whenever you're feeling a little anxiety, a little uncertainty, or you just need a reset. And it is three quick inhales followed by a long exhale where you make a shh sound as if you're gently telling someone to be quiet. So why don't we do that all together? You can do this wherever you are. So it's inhale, 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 long exhale. (laughs) 
Let me invite you to do that with me one more time. Three quick inhales, followed by a long exhale. You can even gently sway while you do that exhale. Physiologically, doing this kind of breath work, especially when our exhale is longer than our inhale, regulates blood pressure, it helps you regulate emotions, and it helps reset the nervous system. This in turn feeds our spiritual journey. Our spiritual journeys while we're here on planet Earth are absolutely tied to our physical bodies. When we can use something as simple as breath work to remind ourselves to be in a calmer state, we are much more open to what spirit has to offer us. Speaking of breath even more, I have just a little bit of information for you that I think you'll love. In Hebrew and Greek, the languages that the Bible is written in, the word for breath is the exact same word that is sometimes translated as wind or as spirit. In Hebrew, that word is ruach, and in Greek, the word is pneuma. We get some pneuma words in English like pneumonia that are tied to the breath. When you breathe in, and you can do this consciously, I invite you to remember that you're breathing in the very spirit of the divine into your lungs and into your body. As entrepreneurs, there are bound to be emotions that just catch you by surprise sometimes. Challenges, money ups and downs, you know, difficult clients. Even when you have big wins, it can be overloading on the nervous system. And those three breaths in, one breath out can be a really, really powerful way to reset. This is such a friendly tool and it can be a vital way to connect your spiritual journey to your entrepreneurial journey so that they are one and the same. You've mentioned the word alignment, and that's something we do talk a lot about here in Soul Savvy Business. So what do you think of when I say being in alignment? Like, what does that mean specifically to you? I like to say that means being in flow. You know, it's that fluidity for me personally, fluidity into that trust with myself, that intuition, connection. That alignment piece for me just means that flow, that creator side of myself, aligning to my higher beliefs, my values, as you mentioned earlier as well. Caitlin, as we're starting to wrap up, is there any advice or wisdom you'd like to share with our listeners? Oh, you know, there's so many things, but I would say, you know, for this episode specifically, if you're struggling, you know, right now with any of the things that we discuss, One piece of advice that my coach gave me, which really resonated, was to just get out of my head and into my heart. And, you know, my heart tends to lead me where I'm meant to be. So that's what I would love to share with your listeners. Get into that heart space. I love it. Thank you so much. And thank you for being here. What is the best way for people to find you? And I'm guessing that you're going to say Instagram. (laughs) Absolutely. So it's Meraki, M-E-R-A-K-I, underscore media, underscore management is my Instagram handle. Hang out with me over there. I try to post, you know, daily updates, um, whatever may be going on in our world of Meraki. It's all on there. My website is also MerakiMediaManagement.com and feel free to reach out to me there as well. We will be doing a rebrand in 2023. So if you all are excited to see some new information coming from us, be sure to check that out. Beautiful. And I meant to ask earlier and forgot, but is there a story or a meaning of the name Meraki? 
Oh, yes. So it's so funny. Meraki actually is a Greek word, and I am not Greek at all. (laughs) But my best friend found the word when I was creating my business. And she was like, this is so you. Meraki means to put your heart and soul into your work. And that's what I would say we really do here at Meraki. It's a huge part of who we are. And also my team, you know, how we like to show up and just continue to spread love through, you know, the work that we do. I love it. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. This was so great. I'm Katie Valentine, and you've been listening to Soul Savvy Business. Soul Savvy Business is part of the Miracy FM podcast network, which also includes such shows as Just Between Coaches and Once Upon a Business. This episode was produced by Cynthia Lamb. I wrote this episode with Melissa Deal and Cynthia. Melissa Deal assembled the episode. Danny Eney is our executive producer, and post-production was by Post Office Sound. To make sure you don't miss great episodes coming up on Soul Savvy Business, Follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening right now. And if you liked the show, please give us a starred review. It is the best way to help us get these ideas to more people. Thanks, everyone, and we'll see you next time.